So everyone, again, I'm Nick from Coffs Harbour. And as Steve just said, it's great to be back here and definitely a privilege to be able to give a talk up here. Um, I take it quite serious. I feel like it's um, yeah, a big thing for us to, to be able to um, feed into each other. Anyway, um, my family and I got the chance to go up to Kenilworth Christmas Camp uh, end of last year. And I got the pleasure of meeting a man called Bob Crockford. A lot of you might know him. Um, those who don't, the only way I could really describe him would be an odd, kooky, weirdly wonderful, <laughs> awesome man of God. Just a simple man who has just spent his life and still spending his life serving the Lord. Um, on the last night of camp, um, by the end of the night, it was just Bob, Steve Gilbert and I sitting around a fire in the rain, mind you. And we'll just listen to Bob's story and just how he talked, like just how he spoke and just about the journey that he was been on and I don't think Steve or I said like one word. It was like sitting in front of Paul the Apostle as he, you know, spoke about Jesus. It was truly powerful. Anyway, the next morning I woke up and I was pretty on fire after everything that I heard and I just wanted to go witnessing or go do something. I wanted to be like Bob. I heard Bob quit his job and for the Lord, so I'm thinking, should I quit my job and <laughs> and stuff? And I don't know, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head, but I got disheartened because I'm nothing like Bob and all I knew was I had this fire but I just didn't know what to do with it anyway. short while after, Bob came over to check on me about the night before and we spoke a little and Bob looked at me and he said, Kazone, he said, write it down. He said, the, he said, God has a vision for your life and it's up to you to find out what that is. He said, God showed me a long time ago with the gifts that he's given me on what I should do in the body of Christ and that's exactly what I'm doing. He said, the vision that he has for you might not be the same as mine, and that's okay, but he does have a vision for your life. And you need to seek him so he can show you what your purpose is. And then we spoke for a, probably an hour later and called my wife dearly over and he prayed for us, blessed us, and he, and he went away. Now, the Hebrew word kazon is C-H-A-Z-O-W-N. It means vision, dream, or revelation. And that's what I want to focus on today, is searching for the vision, the chazon, that God has for our lives. In Proverbs 29, 18, you don't have to turn there, small scripture. But it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, every single one of us in this room has a purpose in life, a vision that God has for us. And he has created us perfectly to fulfill that purpose. If you want to flick over to Psalm 139 or scroll to 139, most people would know this psalm. Pretty, um, in verse 13, it says, For you formed my inward parts and you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were written, the days were fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. He's created you to be exactly who you are right now, and God does not make mistakes. Anyway, when I got back from camp, it just so happened to be the start of a new year, and not much for New Year's resolutions, because I don't keep them, but it was a new start, and it was fitting. So I started my journey on, on finding what, what my vision was, and what God's vision was in my life. And I wanted to 
um, to share with you what I've learnt in discovering and pursuing God's purpose in our lives. There are very, there are many, many people in the Bible, probably say all of them in the Bible, you can tell that God had a vision for them in their lives. You know, one of my favourite stories is Joseph, the coat of many colours, Joseph. He, um, God didn't only just give him the gift of dreams and interpreting them. You know, the core values that this man had that he wouldn't bend for anybody, not even Potiphar's wife, if you know the story, she tried to seduce him and he fled. Um, he got put into a pit by his brothers and then into slavery and then into prison. But he was still faithful to God to the very end and all the way to the end to the fact that he saved the entire nation of Israel to the point where that's where we get Jesus, our Messiah. Joseph would have known that right from the very beginning God had a vision for his life. And the fact is when we look at most of these Bible stories, the vision that God has for us is not going to be sitting in front of Netflix or playing video games all day in our comfort zones. When the Spirit's leading us, it's most likely going to be harder than what we want. And that's why he's probably not going to show us straight up of what he's got in store for us, but instead he's going to ease us into it. If you want to go to Acts 20, in verse 22, I'm going to look at Paul as an example. Here is Paul's talking to the elders of the Ephesian church um, as the Spirit's leading him to head back to Jerusalem. And he says in verse 22, And see now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. So let's stop there for a second and put ourselves in Paul's shoes right as he's speaking. He doesn't know what awaits him. All he knows is the Spirit's calling him to go to Jerusalem, and the Spirit is preparing him to saying that chains and tribulations await him. Now, how many people at that point would just turn away? Say, no thanks, I'm saved. Just go into your little hidey hole. But not Paul. He knew his purpose, and he was literally called by name to fulfill that purpose on earth. And he goes on to say in verse 24, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now, when we look into this man's life, Paul, it really doesn't have to be said as well that the Lord had a vision for Paul's life. Christ literally had to show him a vision on the way out to Damascus, when he was persecuting the Christians and he took away his eyesight that he may see the truth. And once he knew the truth, he was faithful to it. To the point where he goes on to say in Philippians 1 that to live is Christ and to die is gain. So now, if we look into our own lives, do you know your purpose? Do you know the vision that God has for you so you can be faithful to it? I spoke to my pastor, Pastor Lyle Willis, about this subject. He brought up Micah 6.8, which says... And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? It's a pretty awesome verse and definitely one to live by. To do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. But what I wanted to find out when it comes to the vision that the Lord has for me and also what I'm encouraging you guys to seek is searching inside ourselves to find the person that God has created us to be. What gifts has he instilled in me? What values do I have and what has God shown me throughout my life that I've already lived, that I know the vision that he has for me so I can fulfill my purpose in the body of Christ? The first thing we need to do, the most obvious thing we need to do is pray. If we're seeking God to show us what our purpose is, he needs to be involved. 
There's no point doing it if it's all about us. We really need to be intentional about our prayer, really seeking him to show us through the spirit that he's given us what our purpose is. Three other things we're going to look into is, which I briefly just mentioned, and feel free to write these down, is we're going to look into our core values, what our core values are, the gifts that he has given us, and we're going to seek our past. When I started this journey, I started a, um, a Bible plan. I've got a Bible app called YouVersion. Some of you may have heard of it. And they do different plans, yearly plans, weekly plans, and devotionals, all that kind of jazz. And there was one on this Chazon topic. And that's where I've got a lot of these notes that we're about to read through. And I really encourage you to download it yourself. It's great for young people. Firstly, it says, what are your core values? Your own personal core values that you won't bend for anybody. Now, when God created us, he planted certain things inside of us that we deeply value, things that are hardwired into us. Some common ones are integrity, generosity, courage, are you courageous, or dependability? Do you depend on others or are you self-reliant? Do you love caring for others or do you have an open mind? Or are you unique or have a, a love of family? When we, when we search for and find our God-given core values, if we direct our time and our thoughts to pursue these things, this is what's going to set ourselves up for success in fulfilling that purpose. So ask yourself, and it doesn't have to be right now, but what is the most important things in your life? What makes you happy? What makes you proud and fulfilled? And your answer will be your core values. And if you're having trouble finding it, again, seek God. Ask him straight out. What values and passions did you place inside of me? We meditate on these things, and when we find our answer, we write them down. Secondly, what are our gifts and talents? Just as our core values are, were planted inside of us, so are our gifts. Now, our gifts were specially chosen for the vision that God is calling us to fulfill. So what are your gifts? Can you sing or play guitar? Are you good at gardening? Are you good with numbers or leadership? Can you clean ovens like Jamie? Can you work with your hands? 1 Peter 4 verse 10, you don't have to shoot there, but it says, As each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold of the grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Every gift and talent we have came directly from God for a purpose. And he wants us to use that gift to benefit the body of Christ and be a blessing to the world and to glorify him. So when you find out what your gifts are, write them down. And then thirdly, seeking your past. Romans 8, 28. You don't have to turn there again, but it just says, And we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And the good thing about all things, it includes all things. The good, the bad, the in-between, sometimes are truly awful things, but God has promised to, to use them all for good for those who love God and who have responded to his call to live out the, their vision and for his purpose. Now, when it comes to our past experiences and we look at it as our testimony, what can we find in our past that might have prepared us for something that we could never or would never do otherwise? Think about your positive experiences, work promotions, healings, compliments on a matter that people might regularly give you or maybe there's something that you're really good at that you haven't done in a long time. 
Think about your negative experiences and what they've done to shape you to be the person that you are today. You know, how you think, how you feel, how you act. You know, if I look at my school life, and I was bullied nearly every single day, whether physically or verbally. I hated school. It was horrible. And I failed nearly every single class way up to year 12. Teachers told me I'd get nowhere with my grades. You know, I couldn't even sit the year 12 exam because apparently I would have brought the numbers of the school down or something. That's what they said. I'm up here talking now. Eh? <laughs> but, um, praise the Lord. But I hated school with an absolute passion, apart from my friends group. But, you know, school just wasn't a good time for me. And what can I learn from that? That's what I ask myself. What can I give from that negative experience? Well, I can relate to kids that are going through the same trials. I can show them that a life like that can turn out to a wonderful life like mine has if I just let God, I let go and let God. You know, I can show that, you know, young people that just because you might not have the brains to read the piece of paper in front of you, that you might not have an incredible gift working with something like your hands. You know, then I look at my dad's life. He had a major motorcycle accident a couple of years ago. He had a power pole at high speed. It was a pretty negative experience for my family and the man's insides were pretty much a jigsaw puzzle. You know, the front and back ribs and all that, they're all held together by metal plates and screws. He should have died. And if you know my dad's story, he should have been dead a couple of times now. But to the grace of God, he's still alive. And what my dad does now is he walks through the trauma ward at the Gold Coast University Hospital every week, talking with people about what they're going through and sharing his testimony to anyone that wants to hear it, giving them hope and shining a light, turning that light on in the dark season that they're in. Seek your past and think about the good and bad experiences and what they have done to form you. When you have it, write them down. And when we find these answers to these three questions of our lives, we want to look at them really carefully. Our core values, our unique gifts, and our past experiences. We need to seek these things and meditate on these things, and that is where we're going to find our chazon. The vision that God has for our lives. This is a question I've been wondering for years. It's, where, it's a question that, where God found me in years ago. Why are we here? What's our purpose? You know, this can't be it, that we're just born into this world, work our whole lives and then die. But when Christ came into my life, my whole world changed. You know, I knew there was a God and I knew there was a purpose, but I didn't know what my purpose was in the body of Christ until Bob challenged me that day and made me write down this word, Chazon. One last scripture, Ephesians 4, if you want to turn there. Just starting in verse 11. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints of the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of faith and, the, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of stature and the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, in cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting. But speaking truth in love may grow up in all things who is, who is the head, Christ. From the whole body, joint and knitted together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every joint does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. What gifts do you have inside of you that you can benefit the, the body of Christ? If you're like me and you're wondering what God has in store for you, I encourage you to start this journey with him. 
Seek him. Seek your purpose and his vision for you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by the mighty hands of our creator. And he has created you to fulfill a purpose in this world. It may not be easy, it may be scary, but it may be the most amazing thing you've ever done. Whatever you've got to give, let the spirit that he has given you lead the way. And if you let the, the fruits that he has gifted you to flourish, the joy of the Lord will overwhelm you. So I say to you, Chazon, God has a vision for your life. And it's up to you to find out what that is. And I'll leave it there.